I love that. I love that opening so very much. Yeah, it's fun. It's super fun. Uh, what's going on, everybody? This is Dr. Chris Featherstone. I'm here with uh, two pals of mine. Uh, we have a uh, my, my, my wonderful, wonderful, uh, amazing uh, 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 co-host, Bill Apta, the legendary Thank Bill you. Apta. Abda, my Samoan name. Yes, Abda. My bloodline name. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, remember back in, who was it? Uh, it was, uh, oh gosh. Who was it that was the, uh, who was the, the, the master, the grandmaster in the, in the uh, Dungeon of Doom? Oh, um, was a, Kevin uh, Sullivan. No, that wasn't Kevin Sullivan. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Nash, no. Nope, he was, um, Iakea. He was a Iakea's. Uh, he was an Iakea. He was like he, he was really big in like Polynesian pro wrestling. I think. And like, I remember, I, but I don't remember his name. Is there a prize for the? He was like Sullivan. <laughs> Do you remember that, Michael? You're 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 younger. You're, you're younger, man. You probably don't. Remember I remember that. it. I just no, don't I remember. Don't, I don't, don't, remember. Michael. <clears throat> don't remember the Dungeon of Doom. He was like the master, the grandmaster of the Dungeon of Doom. So, uh, um, uh. Kevin Sullivan was the taskmaster, right? That's right. That's right. And then uh, Iakea, I forgot. I forgot his name. King Curtis. King Curtis. Yeah, Curtis. Yes, King Curtis. Curtis you said Iakea. Yes. One of my one of my That's friends, it. way, way, way back in the seventies. My goodness. Yeah, Curtis Iakea. King Curtis. More royal his forehead than any human being, including the yes. original Sheik. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sullivan. Uh, yeah, that was that was that. So when you were saying that, Bill, he, you sounded like uh, King Curtis Iakea. Well, that's because he used to. He was also from the islands. He was, yes. You know, I'm from the islands, correct? Long Island. Long Island, Island. yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. So, <clears throat> like when I was, uh, we were trying to get after uh, in here, and so when I, uh, you know. Uh, as as after knows, I was I was like his big little brother during SummerSlam weekend, and uh, I texted him. I said, "We're waiting for you, after." Ah, <laughs> so I thought it was my King Curtis uh, Dungeon of Doom text message. We have there. a very special guest with us tonight. We do, we do. So, uh, well, he, he's a return man. He's he's uh, he's frozen now, but. Uh, he was talking to me off air, and he was saying that the weather is bad over in Puerto Rico. Yes. Uh, Michael, so. can you is your audio working at least? Nope, it looks like he totally froze. Maybe you need to uh, uh, hit out and come on back. Probably so, yeah. So I'm sure that he'll figure that out. Uh, he was talking about how... Um, he was he was talking about how he was his his is really really bad is in, in Puerto Rico right now. So oh the weather. The weather. Yeah, the weather. You know what else is really bad? And I hate to start off on a negative note, but I have to do this because I'm really upset. What's that? That uh, Ava, the uh, the rocks yeah. daughter, had to get off Twitter X. Hold yeah. on, I think um, Michael is coming back. Yeah. Um, Michael, can you hear us now? No, he's not coming through. Nope, not coming through. But but the 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 situation on Twitter X where uh, Ava has had to get off of 
um, Twitter X because she was getting death threats. What kind of fan does something like that? You are a, you know, you're Mr. Psychological here. The Mm -hmm. profile of a person that does this knowing, probably knowing it's entertainment, but also maybe not, maybe just thinking that this is uh, real life. Mm -hmm. What, What kind of person is this, Dr. Chris? So... Here's the thing with with this. First of all, when it comes to social media, social media is a horrible gauge uh, to um, to measure, you know, a a a, uh, a normal person in, in many in many respects. Yeah. Uh, because uh, it, it is a cesspool of. Uh, uh, looks like he's still trying to come in. So. Um, it's a sec. It's a cesspool of toxicity, man. It's, it's mm-hmm. toxic people. See, the thing is with social media, man. It's a really big dopamine rush. Give us a thumbs up, Michael, uh, if you can hear us, and if you're not frozen, give us a thumbs up. I can see you in the queue right now. So, um, nope, still frozen. Give well, us a perhaps th- you can call my cell phone uh, number, and we'll put you on audio here. Yeah, that can that can work too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we can do, we can make it work. Um, yeah, we, we don't, I don't, I don't see your thumbs up either. So it looks like you're still frozen. So keep trying, keep trying. Michael, I think you have my telephone number. I would also encourage you, Michael, to use your phone. If your uh, laptop isn't, uh, isn't working. Go ahead. You were, you were talking about that person that and politicians are getting this now too. Of course, judges are getting, uh, Death threats on trials. Yeah, it's just that. that's been a thing. For, okay, there we go. There we go. I think we are we are ready to rock and roll. Give me a thumbs up, Michael, from the uh, green room if you hear me. There we go. Awesome. Both of you, uh, internet in Puerto Rico, and like. Okay, no, no, you're good, Michael. You're good. Go just come in the center a bit. Oh, good. We're only seeing half, half And I think I may have it. I you're good. You're good. Just to see uh, if you can come into the center of the box there. There you go. Right. Move it to, move right it to your right a little bit. You move it to your right a little bit. Uh, Boom. There, there we go. go. <laughs> Michael, we were discussing. Um, I hated to start off on a down note, but we were discussing that uh, uh, Ava, the Rock's daughter, has been getting death threats on her Twitter account, and she canceled it. And I was asking Dr. Chris, you know, what type of person? would do that to someone in a situation where they know that their business is a work or the business is um, uh, a, sh- a shoot. I yeah. Mean, so um, it, it, this is beyond the Cody thing at this point. This is a, this is, this is getting into uh, different types of social movement uh, theories from a psychological and sociological standpoint, something like a mass society theory or like a, a, a relative deprivation theory. So when you think of those, when you think of those types of theories from a sociological, psychological standpoint, it is people who are willing to go to the nth degree to feel heard because they feel that it's some type of injustice. Mm-hmm. So, so it's gone beyond the Cody thing. Like this is beyond. And the thing is when you use social media as like a litmus test, that's where you find a breeding ground of people who, 
uh, don't feel heard or, 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 or feel uh, like there's some type of injustice that they need to express themselves in comment sections. That's when you get to, into like volunteer bias, yeah. things yeah. like that. Um, and so you have that type of community when it comes to social media as a whole. And especially when people who already feel like, I mean, they're the, they're the minority when it comes to, you know, pro wrestling in general. Absolutely. As a but um, basically it, it gets to the point when the minority feels like they're not heard and then they feel like they need to uh, commit. Uh, um, they need to, to, to hear their, they need to be heard and they need to shout to the nth degree, even if uh, there's, criminal criminal you know uh, uh ramifications involved that's the reason why people go on different movements that's why uh cults for instance they they decide to uh commit really heinous acts and so this is beyond like it's gotten so bad that it's be it's way beyond a Cody Rhodes thing at this yeah, point. no definitely it's, it's, it's My- a matter of it's a matter of a uh um a minority group of people in the social media uh bubble gotten to the point where they feel like there's an injustice so they're willing to to get their make their voice heard to the point to even seeing uh sending someone death threats to get their point across yeah no it's terrible michael question for you now because we brought you on here because you've been a guest of uh the good doctor and we both admire you Mm -hmm. and your work so getting onto the pro wrestling end of this uh uh before we talk about vince mcmahon um this guy, mm. uh, before we get to him, uh, as a wrestling fan, and you know, what do you think is going to happen with this whole press conference on Thursday? We're going to have all the key players there. Is this going to change and something's going to happen and Cody's going to get what he wants? What do you think? So I think WWE were not desperate, but they were very eager to change the subject uh, about Vincent Kennedy McMahon and his accusations. We saw what happened at the press conference with Triple H. We saw what happened with Shawn Michaels. It was basically the same, bombarded with this uncomfortable questions. So they- Oh, a diversion, a diversion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they wanted something to distract people from that topic. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, and they bring in someone that's big enough, not only for the wrestling industry, but to the mainstream media itself, uh, to basically change the subject. Um, this is what I think it happened. And this is me from what I saw in the Spanish speaking world. Nobody gave a crap about Cody Rhodes when he won the Royal Rumble, uh, Latin Saturday. And this is me being completely honest. Everyone was talking about Vince McMahon, um, to them, Cody was, ah, Cody won, Cody Rose won, that's it, good for him. But what about Vince? And suddenly, out of nowhere, Cody granted his opportunity to The Rock, um, and everything changed. And now this is the only thing we talk about, and over 300,000 posts on just X itself. Um, trending topic, the Swifties jumping into the picture, helping the Cody Rhodes fans, and... Everything became so viral, mainstream, so quick, and it worked perfectly. What I think what will happen is WWE already planned this. This is my guess. Thinking as an attorney, thinking as a person that's as well been inside the industry itself, um, I think this is something 
they already drafted, mm. say that way, with the intention of making Cody Rhodes the most popular babyface in the industry. Mm. That's it. They were not caring about him prior. They do care about him now, passionately. Death mm. is involved and everything, as you mentioned before. What will happen on Thursday, I think, from this fan's you know, point of view, everyone's going to win. WWE is going to win money. They're going to win, you know, viewership, attention to their product. Cody Rhodes became immediately this, the guy. It's not just a superstar. He's not just a top guy. He's the guy. And for three years and a half, finally, someone is at Roman Reigns level. Would they leave the rock? They should. But we saw what happened at WrestleMania 20. We saw what happened at WrestleMania 30. Ten years after, I think we may have a triple threat. That's my pick. That's my guess. Interesting. Old prediction. Is they will sell this main event match. and They're probably going to have the biggest box score in the history of pro wrestling. And they're going to do it with The Rock and Cody and Roman Reigns. And he's going to be established. Um, but on Thursday, it's something that no one can miss. They're going to be live from the T-Mobile Arena at Nevada, Las Vegas. Yeah, and the Super Bowl parties are going on at the same time. Yeah. Is that a risk? I think so, for because of the market. But um, they've always wanted to compete with the big monster uh, in NFL, going toe-to-toe every single Monday. Uh, Vince and his obsession back then with the XFL with Rock involved in the picture and Cody being so Roman Reigns with the star power he has, I think they can compete with anyone at this point. A uh, couple things I uh, have, Michael. Do you... So Cody said that he will not be trying to finish the story with Roman Reigns and at WrestleMania. He made that he made that clear. So if it is just Rock Roman as the box office draw, which will reach, you know, beyond the wrestling bubble... What, what's left for Cody? Where do you think Cody will go? Um, let's, let's start there. I got a couple more questions there, but we'll, we'll start there. What do you think? I, I got an answer for you on that. Can I give you my theory, Dr. Press? Sure, sure. If you, if Michael, what you if, what if Cody, Cody's going to be at that? If it's the Rock and Roman, Cody's going to be there. Some, there's going to be something with Cody there. Whether he's doing commentary, there's going to be something going on. What if... The powers that be say whoever wins tonight, Cody gets them at Monday Night Raw. The the strongest Monday Night Raw every year is the one after WrestleMania. The TV world, streaming, non-streaming, everything will explode. Raw will never see a rating like this that they haven't seen ever. So what if that happens? I mean, Cody wants to be in front of those millions and millions of fans that are going to flock in to see The Rock, but he doesn't have to perform. He can come in at the end of the match and say, I got you tomorrow. Roman can win, and Cody somehow, interference could be a DQ, whatever. Roman wins. Cody beats him on Raw Monday night, gets the belt, and there's the story. What do you guys think? I got something really quick on that. So I think that we should, I think we should cook this. We want Cody. We want Rocky thing. I think that's, um, 
see, I'm not I'm not the one that wants The Rock to beat Roman Reigns. I don't think he should. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know the Rock. I know the Roman Reigns been dealing with some, you know, uh, medical issues and things like that, and uh, taking some time off. Why not cook this thing, man? You know, why not have you know uh, Rock beat Roman Reigns at uh, WrestleMania? You know, you still have your workhorse champion as the world heavyweight champion, whoever that may be, probably Cody Rhodes uh, or Seth Rollins, or or you have Cody versus Seth versus Drew, and then you have uh, um, uh, Damian Priest cash it in and become world champion at WrestleMania. Why don't you have Cody Rhodes versus The Rock at SummerSlam for the uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship? That is truly finished the story because if The Rock becomes the head of the table and the champion beats the beats Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Right now, because of the buzz that's going on with the We Want Cody movement, We Want Rock movement, if Cody beats The Rock at SummerSlam, talk about having that rub uh, at, at SummerSlam, which is the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Still have that big mm-hmm. stadium feel, so having that big feel. Let this cook a little bit, man. And if you really want to cash out on this thing, you still have The Rock there, you know, with that TKO involvement. You still have The Rock in a big prominent position. Like Cody beat yeah, the rock. That could, that, that could, Michael, what do you think? I think both things work in the fact of the Raw after Mania that will add even more value to the program itself and its history. Yeah. And it's coming to Netflix. So they yeah. need to program strong. Right. That's why I was thinking about that with Raw coming to Netflix. Mm-hmm. That You know who's lost in this whole shuffle too? And again, we do need to talk about the Vince McMahon thing. But lost in the shuffle is L.A night it's like mm. where are they going is he is he becoming elias mm, i wouldn't say to that level michael you know i'm glad that you said for from a porter from from the puerto rican audience i'm glad that you said that because a lot of times the american the, the states within the states a lot of times our audience can look and see what's 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 uh popular within the states and and assume that that same type of thing is the same as every other market mm-hmm. i'm glad that you said from a puerto rican market cody isn't wasn't viewed as big as a lot of people within the within the states to that point where do you think cody goes from here from you know the 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 um, LA night uh, from where do you think Cody goes here and how does Puerto Rico, what, how does LA night look? What's, what's his, what's his popularity or lack thereof in the Puerto Rican market right now? So the general Latin American audience saw Cody Rhodes as a main, main event star for sure. And a world champion, but maybe a transitional one, um, oh, yeah. you know, really? rain, uh, Rob Van Damme's rain, uh, those kind of things. And RVD's, a freaking legend. Cody mm-hmm. um, Rhodes too, but they didn't saw him as the guy. Mm-hmm. LA Knight, they freaking loved him. But not all of them. For example, um, people from Chile love LA Knight. A lot of them. They were very, very passionate about it. But Mexicans, not that much compared, mm-hmm. you know, population-wise. In the case of Puerto Rico, they love LA Knight because they, you know, Puerto Ricans love something to chant having something to chant being part of a show mm-hmm. as you saw in backlash we like to oh, scream yeah. we like to make yeah. noise we like to do the chants and everything so yeah. la Knight 
when he came here, immediately became something mainstream because one, he wrestled here in Puerto Rico at WWC at an anniversary show and multiple shows. He brought people towers and you know threw it to the Puerto Ricans just as Donald Trump did back then. Right. So immediately everyone hated him. So once he came in a dark match at SmackDown, um, they remember him. They reminded you know LA Knight. So they booed him drastically first, like for the first second. And it's like, ah, we can't hate this guy. And immediately the pop was massive. They were involved with the LA, chan LA Night chants and everything. So Puerto Ricans love him. Mexicans are not, you know, generally, we're not that interested in him. They were, but not as the top guy. Chileans love him. Colombians love him. Um, Central American, not that much. Panama specifically. You know, they had other interests. But... It depends on the region, basically. Puerto Ricans, they love him because he was part of it. Part of us. And then Mahoney so, and, and LA Knight doesn't have that type of universal appeal, is, is what I'm gathering from that. No. In the whole scheme of things, though, where my point originally was, where is he in the scheme of um, of WrestleMania at this point? Where, where are they putting him? What is he doing? Who is he going against? Logan Paul. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Do you think so? <laughs> he's a, he's a Actually, that's player. great. That's great. Uh, that's usually on the SmackDown before WrestleMania. It's not. It doesn't even get a WrestleMania spot anymore. I still think he'll do LA Knight um, uh, for the for the U.S. Championship. So, all right. So let's uh, spend the next uh, few minutes on uh, on Vince on Vince questions. So, I mean, there's there's continuing to, to be more and more developments with yeah. this Dragon thing, man, and so. Uh, I have a question for you. We, we alluded with it with uh, Dimitri, but uh, I, I want to ask this to you as well. So, right now, it is still a, a civil case. The, the 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 case is sixty plus pages, and it is a civil case currently. However, though, the allegations are incredibly criminal. So. How does it go from a civil case? Because right now that's where what we're at, and it most likely will settle out of court. That's that's basically based on the percentages of situations like this. But can this go, and do you think this will go to a criminal case? And where could that even go? What's what's the maximum of that of where that could go based on what we have, the data that we have right now? So that's a lot of things at the same time. The first thing I want to start saying is Vincent Kennedy McMahon does not work for TKO. He does not work for WWE. He did back then. The allegations uh, on that, you know, brutal, ruthless, nasty, um, shameful. There were a lot of things there printed. Um, it can go from a, a civil case to a criminal case like this. Quickly. Okay. Let's just know the social agreement. So it's an agreement between two or more parties basically agreeing to not disclose something specific uh, from a nature of business, usually, um, or for something that they agree not to disclose. Uh, usually it's for a period of one through five years, uh, but it can be uh, for eternity, basically, depending on what you, you know. You mean there's a, in, the, in the non disclosure agreement? There's an agreement that this is for uh, X amount of years, or this is forever, so to say. Correct. Okay. You get, 
usually lasts from one to five because most of them are related by business. In this case, we have a chairman of a company drafting non-disclosure agreements without the company's consent um, or knowledge, allegedly, for what yes. is in the reports. We have non-disclosure agreements that were not specific, according to uh, attorneys from Berkeley, attorneys that defended Harvey Weinstein, uh, you know, happened with him. Um, and they were very, very clear that the agreements or the NDAs that Vince McMahon drafted, they were very vague. And I can agree. They were very vague. They did not disclose specificity of the issue that's not going to be discussed. It's like, just the relationship is too general. Let's start by saying that. We have a person that is not happy with happen, obviously, um, and is not happy with what was paid to her, which is the main issue of this stable trial. Allegedly, they owe her or promised her $3 million. Yes. They only paid one. Correct. Um, which leads us to, you didn't pay me what we agreed to. I, you know, agreed to this silence for this issue. We don't have a silence anymore. We don't have a deal anymore. Yeah. Non-disclosure agreements do not protect you from felonies. Never. Because the U.S. government has the ob obligation to protect the citizens and nothing can go over the U.S. law, not even the pact between parts. Um, in this case, if uh, Ms. Grant wishes to present charges with the allegation she has, um, she, need, she will need to find, you know, enough evidence and everything, which is more complicated for a criminal trial than a civil one. Mm. But she has a lot of ground, a lot of ground to come, you know, to make this or transform this from a civil to a criminal case for alleged, as the moment, as the moment is alleged, um, sexual assault, sex trafficking, among many, many, many other things uh, that were described there, you know, fraud, for example, um, a lot of things he did um, on that 68 page draft are you know, punishable by law, felony and everything. So it's easy to make it a criminal trial. Would they do it? If they haven't yet, I don't think so. Because hmm. again, they're looking for the rest of the money that was promised. If they would have wanted to make this a felony reported um, or a criminal case, they would have done it since day one instead of going to a civil trial, but as an attorney, from my experience, um, and this was gonna sound very, very, very hard, but it looks like they're looking for money and not justice. Gotcha, that makes sense, yeah. You know, uh, John Laurinaitis, um, I believe it was from the New York Post, either today or yesterday, uh, is claiming now that he was, since he's been named in this, is that he was a victim what is your take on that? A victim is someone that is um, affected and coerced by a pure force or oh. someone up in the hierarchy in this case. 
But I don't think a, this is be completely honest. This is me as a human, me as an attorney, not me representing Lucia Libre online. Yes, of course. I think it's bullshit. Really? Yeah. I think this it's bullshit. statement you're talking about? My instinct as a lawyer tells me that, and he was the talent, the head of talent relations, a person with a lot of power himself. And we can, you know, we saw in the Vice report that someone came forward, mentioned that she may had a relationship with John Laurinaitis. And at the moment that extramarital relationship ended, he demoted that person. These were the allegations to Vice. So a victim is someone that's coerced by a superior force or someone in hierarchy, in this case, Vince McMahon. But I don't think that's correct in this case. Again, so you're saying Vince McMahon probably did not, uh, the way this is kind of written, did not say, you'd better do this or you're out of here. No, they were perverts, in my opinion. And again, this is me as a human. Sorry, I'm trying to be as politically correct as possible, but I'm being so. I guess my I guess one my my closing question. Unless we have any uh, super chats, um, I'll, I'll I'll get to super chats uh, if we get any. But I think at the end of the day, Michael, you being an attorney and a wrestling fan, and a um, you know you know being a part of a a big juggernaut of uh, uh, heads uh, for for LLO. So I I think that that is really really important to bring the attorney slash wrestling fan into this, knowing your, knowing your stuff, knowing your stuff about law, knowing your stuff about wrestling. Where do you think uh, at the end of the day, whether sentiment out of court, handled in court, whatever it is, at the end of the day, if you're thinking about someone like a Vince McMahon who took over his dad's promotion a little bit over 40 years ago, where do you leave? Where do you think this leaves Vince McMahon's legacy as a whole at this point? Again, Michael Morales Torres, the human, not as the VP of LLO. Do you recall what happened to Chris Benoit? I do. Of yeah. course. We call it in the Latin American world, Errores 404 or Error 404. Hmm. And you click on a page, you cannot find yeah. I think for if the allegations are proven true, everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. This is very important because the court of public opinion thinks something. But we need to give every single man and woman and everyone the opportunity to have a day in court and defend themselves. If proven guilty, he'll be deleted from the history of the company or will make, you know, as less reference as possible. WWE is a monster, a corporation, a giant. They are the mecca of the full sports entertainment. They are, you know, competing with NBA, competing with Premier League, competing with um, rugby league, you know, competing with everyone, MLB. And they are willing 
to do everything. You know, they're, they're, they will do anything they can just to assure they will stay in that position and they have to delete that man's legacy to secure. Oh, yeah, to disassociate themselves completely with him. But what, what about the, uh, the domino effect where, you know, there's a uh, McMahon son-in-law in there? Um, does does this make TKO nervous that there's any? Uh, okay, good. I'm glad because that man knows what the heck he's doing. No, because they're protecting the interests of the shareholders. Olavec is first of all a brilliant mind. Um, secondly, he's a person that they trust. Mm -hmm. The shareholders trust him. The audience trusts him. Mm -hmm. The executives trust him. So. Mm -hmm. If it's not trust for another reason, sure, they can remove him. But just for being a family member of a person, you know, being accused, you know, we haven't been on a trial with anything, accused of X, Y, or Z. No, I don't think so. No corporation will think that's stupid. I think. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if he is blacklisted from WWE, you know, you even compared it to a Benoit. Man, I mean, if you're thinking about the just the, the, the video, you know, footage, the annals of history, you know, the, the 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 references. I mean, WWE would have not reached. I, I would argue to say WWE would not have reached the juggernaut that it is right now without McMahon-Austin feud Attitude Era. I mean that that is the that is the pivotal moment. Yes, WrestleMania back in '83. Yes, Vince making that you know big leap, you know from taking it from just the good old boys type of you know Midwestern local style regional style wrestling company to a you know worldwide uh, type of uh, uh, entity. Yes, but. Austin McMahon, you know, because before that we were getting the goon and uh, and uh, uh, pay. Uh, oh, I forgot. Uh, 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 Auto Montoya, yeah. you know, and, and we, we were just it was just gimmicky. You know what I mean? The Attitude Era came in and it really just kind of uh, rev revolutionized the WWE to bring it to the level that it is now. He was one half of that Austin McMahon era oh, to, yeah. to the next yeah. level. Yeah. It would be really, really hard to blacklist him from the company, knowing that he was, you know, he was a the contribution other than Austin of making it the level that it is now. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't, you won't be able to erase him. And you know, a lot of people, uh, and I'm one of them, uh, thank the whole NWO era for McMahon coming up with this whole attitude era thing that, you know, started beating them. I mean, this was like, this is amazing. The, the, the genius of him to help create this thing. And Austin was perfect. Yeah. He was, Vince McMahon was the best character heel I have ever seen from the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels screw job all the way forward. But how can you, you know, you can't take his father out of it because of him, mm -hmm. but you cannot ignore when you start WrestleMania, who was the guy that came up with this whole thing. You, you can't erase him from history. You might not be able to discuss him 
because of what allegedly, if he's guilty, et cetera, but there's no way. I don't know how um, TKO is going to just erase him from history. With Benoit, it's unfortunate that they did. They found a way to do that, but I don't think with Vince McMahon you're going to be able to do that. I really don't. Your closing thoughts on that, Michael, before we go. I think they will. I think eventually they'll find a way to replace the clips from the intros with Stone Cold and Rock, for saying an example. They're going to try to abolish him as a figure. Again, if proven guilty in a court of law, he's still an innocent man until proven guilty. Um, They will find a way to substitute everything as much as possible. You might not erase him. You can go to Peacock or WWE Network and tune in WrestleMania 20 and see Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Chris Benoit and see that hug between Eddie Guerrero and him and all the emotion that moment, you know, transmitted to the audience. We can all still see that. Yeah. But we don't see him on the posters. We don't see him on the clips. We don't see him on the intros, on the outros, nor anything. If proven guilty in a court, I think this will happen. But what I think will happen is... Um, they will reach an agreement of court. That's his style. It's always has been. It's always going to be. That's the smart way of doing it. If you have billions of dollars, they did it with Saudi Arabia situation. They did it with a lot of things. So I don't think this will be the exception. With him, you know, paying the extra thing or what was, you know, what's agreed on outside of the court to avoid the trial, um, I think they can reinstate him. Not immediately, not as the person in power, not as a person in the board, not as anything, but you know, to at least acknowledge that he existed. Yeah. That's something yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be very hard not to. Yeah, if I were if I was Vince Vince McMahon's PR representative, I would do everything to settle this out of court. Um, because from a public eye, if settlement is like, okay, well, I'll pay you $2 million more, or even if you want more than that, because when you start to get in that public eye from a trial standpoint, even if it's civil and he is guilty, that would leave such a black mark in, in, in the perception of Vince McMahon from a public eye versus if it will settle out of court, he could be just as guilty, you know, like he could be just as guilty as he is out of court than he is in court. But when you get to that court, though, from a public eye, that's when it starts to go south really, really fast. And keep in mind, keep in mind that even if they totally disassociate him with it, that wrestling fan, even five five years down the line, or the casual person that is channel turning and they go to Netflix or USA and they say, Oh, that's that uh, guy McMahon who was guilty. That's what, that's his wrestling. Right. He's always going to, he's always, no matter what happens, he's always going to have that stamp on that product. Yeah. You don't want to go to court. (laughs) You don't want to take this to court. Like I said, even if he's guilty across the board, a settlement is saying, I'll give you your money. I don't want to be tarnished from a public eye versus. Yeah. Man, there goes another non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, right? man. <laughs> sure. So let the listeners know where to find you. Uh, man, you're, you're 
just everywhere, man. You're a VP of LLO, you're uh, representatives of many people. I've worked with you several times of bringing people on the unscripted when I used to have uh, guests every week. So, uh, man, you're not you're not new to this show. You're true to this show. But uh, let the listeners know where to find you, my man. Man, doctor, honored to be back. Uh, Bill, honored to share a screen with Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, you're a living legend inside this industry and well, not a national, international treasure. Well, um, hope there's more, uh, more of you for many, many, many years, man. Uh, I'm hoping so too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, literally remain. We're everywhere. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We are on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, threads, um, WhatsApp channel too. We're basically everywhere. Um, I'm also with WWC, which is the main company in Puerto Rico. You can follow us at WWC PR or WWC underscore PR at Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. We're available on YouTube as well in WWC or World Wrestling Council. We are live in Puerto Rico every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. through WAPA, which is the main TV station here. Um, and we're going to have great news soon uh, with some people coming from you know former WWE wrestlers back to the island, uh, just as we had Nick Nemeth and Ryan Nemeth and among many people a few uh, weeks ago. So make sure to tune in, Lucia Libre Line and WWC. And thank you to the both of you for this. And, and Hugo Savinovich is uh, one of the voices. Yeah. Savinovich. Yeah. Great guy, by the way. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Man, on behalf of Michael Morales Torre Torres. Stars. There you go. I got to roll those R's, man. Build Apta. Lucha Libre Grande Spectacular Canal Cuatro y Uno, Trenton, New Jersey. Lucha Libre Grande Spectacular. Fantastic. Fantastic. This guy. Bill Apter, he always he's always bringing stuff uh, from his uh, <laughs> from his arsenal that you didn't know he yeah, had. Didn't know Michael Morales Torres, Bill Apter, I'm Dr. Chris. This is unscripted. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see Hello. you at the matches.